Welcome to the Global Venturing Review Podcast. My name's James Mawson, founder and editor-in-chief of our Global Corporate Venturing, Global University Venturing, Global Impact Venturing publications. Great pleasure to be back after a few weeks' absence uh, with Jerry Hellis. Welcome, Jerry. How are you? I am good. How are you today, Jim? Yeah, not too bad. We're recording this just before uh, the Euros final this weekend, so uh, a little bit distracted, I must admit, uh, past couple of days. But uh, yes, uh, wishing the Azuri well and obviously also England too. So hopefully it'll be a good match. But uh, more important to that, what's been the exciting news this past week on the venture side of things, Thierry? Well, we'll get to a very long list of SPACs in a moment. But the biggest deals this week, starting with Pine Lab, which is an India-based digital payment technology provider backed by PayPal and MasterCard, secured more than $600 million in funding. Kotak Mahindra Bank and Fidelity supplied the cash together with IIFL AMC's late-stage tech fund, Ishana Treeline, funds managed by BlackRock and a fund advised by Neuberger Berman Investment Advisors. Certainly uh, caught the zeitgeist a bit with this one, Thierry. I mean, we've seen, we'll just actually be announcing this next week, the um, GCV July issue, which will kind of review the sort of first half of the year and it's probably no surprise to many people that it was a record six months. In fact, if you annualise both the sort of the corporate venture deals as well as the overall global venture ecosystem, you know, it's pretty well much been a record year just compressed into six months. And then throw that into, as you say, SPACs and record IPO volume and record M&A. And there is an enormous amount of liquidity flowing towards companies that might have opportunities. And fintech is being one of the major recipients of a lot of this venture money. And a lot of it's being driven by you know, not just the corporates, but corporates working together with other institutional investors, as well as some of the VCs. It's probably, in many ways, a continuation of what we identified a couple of years ago, that venture capital is, in effect, a minority of the innovation capital going towards the support entrepreneurs. So it really is a seismic shift and Pine Labs, so obviously a great company, doing an interesting thing is uh, is um, is just a sort of apotheosis of uh, of these uh, these real changes that we're seeing. Well, we actually got more financial technology companies for you this week. UK-based cross-border wire transfer service Wise, which was once known as TransferWise, floated on the London Stock Exchange on Wednesday in a direct listing allowing Mitsui to sell its shares to the public. The company's shares closed at £8.88 on the first day of trading, giving it a valuation of nearly £8.8 billion, that's US dollars It had been seeking a valuation between £6 and £7 billion before the listing, a source familiar with the matter told the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, I mean, I think this is really interesting. Obviously, you know, congrats to, you know, Wise. It was founded by a couple of Estonians who had come out of sort of Skype, made a little bit of money from that fantastic sort of IPO and then sale and acquisition, eventually being acquired by Microsoft for multi-billion. It's one of the first real European unicorns at that time. But, uh, but a lot of the technology had been developed by out of Estonia back in the day. And, you know, they made a bit of money, set up TransferWise because they were finding it difficult to do some of the cross-border transfer of money from the UK where they were living back home and some of the angel investors that they were, investments that were doing. So, yeah, made sense and uh, been a f- fantastic success story. 
But it really points to the fact that this was a direct listing rather than a traditional book building by investment banks, which may or may not give all the value back to the sort of existing shareholders is is interesting. But as you say, Thierry, there's a lot of SPACs happening because what we're finding is that the private company valuations, given the private markets are now as liquid as the public markets, there was about 171 billion of IPOs in the first six months and there was 200 billion plus of venture deals. Given that the private markets are as, if not more liquid than the public markets, then public markets are having to respond by providing higher valuations in order to encourage companies to float and list, and also just purely because they were missing out. A number of companies on the stock exchanges had halved in the past 25, 30 years, and you know this is starting to be a response. You know There is no shortage of liquidity, and people are just finding the opportunities, whether private or public. There's very little difference in terms of analysis and speed and liquidity on either the public or private market. So fascinating and wise, obviously, congrats, but uh, using the direct listing to increase the valuation even higher than what they had expected, effectively double, you know, just points to this pent-up demand for any company that can show growth. It's an amazing, fantastic time at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Money going back in as well. US-listed advertising technology provider The Trade Desk unveiled a venture capital subsidiary called TD7 to fund technology startups focused on the concept of an open, transparent, and competitive internet, like the good old days. (laughs) Founded in 2009, The Trade Desk operates an online platform through which ad buyers can create and manage digital advertising campaigns across a variety of channels, including social media, mobile, and television. Yeah, interesting. Um, you know, obviously, when you think about online advertising dollars, you think about Google or Facebook. They've captured the vast majority of the money, and a lot of ad tech companies have really struggled in the past decade or so to compete against those two behemoths when it comes to online advertising. But given the sort of plurality of choices, you know, whether you can go TikTok or LinkedIn or whatever else you might want to do just does create an opportunity to allow ad buyers to think about different platforms. So we are starting to see some of that ultimate consolidation we've seen over the past decade start to open up a little bit more. And the fact that uh, Trade Desk is looking to fund startups based on an open, transparent and competitive internet, I think will be interesting. It's certainly chiming with the times given, given what's happening in the US with Biden sort of starting to take more of a antitrust look at uh, at the internet market and obviously in China there's a huge amount of regulatory pressure on existing internet conglomerates such as Tencent and Alibaba so uh, yeah it's an in- it's going to be an interesting few years ahead actually in that regard yeah yeah I think it will be well when it came to crossover we are back in healthcare life sciences Muna Therapeutics is a Denmark-based developer of treatments for neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, closed a $73 million Series A round backed by research institute VIB and its venture capital affiliate VBio Ventures. Novo, Sofinova Partners, Droya Ventures and LSP Dementia co-led the round, which also featured Sanofi Ventures, as well as Polaris Partners and its Polaris Innovation Fund. Therapeutics is, as I said, focused on neurodegenerative diseases, but it is actually the result of the merger of two spin-outs that only launched last year. The first was also called Muna and spun out of Aarhus University with the support of Novo Seeds. 
and then attracted a minority investment from contract research and discovery firm Axum. And the second, K5 Therapeutics, was based on research at VIB and KU Leuven, with investments from VIB and Droyer Ventures. Yeah, great deal. And obviously tackling a really important area within healthcare, Thierry. And um, yeah, I think we've talked about this before on this podcast, just the sort of combination of spin-outs from different universities coming together with some university venture funds to create a sort of potentially bigger and sort of more effective whole. You know, but the fact that this is across countries within the European Union, I think it seems to be a really positive signal, doesn't it? You know, the fact that this is a Danish and a Belgian company effectively coming together with different institutions is kind of what the European Union has been wanting and praying for for many years and through the European Innovation Council trying to put some more money to achieve. But um, have you seen many of these across the European Union, different university spin-outs coming together in this way, Thierry? Or do you think it's a signal of more to come? I hope it's a signal of more to come. I honestly, no other deal like this comes to mind, which doesn't necessarily mean that they haven't happened. There's probably been some over the years. But yeah, it's it would be great if more happened, especially Muna, which will maintain bases in both countries as well. So it's not like one ecosystem will lose out in, in quotation marks. But yeah, we've actually got Christina Tucker, who's the co-founder and managing director of, or managing partner, I think, at Ventures on the Talking Tech Transfer podcast in a few weeks. So I am sure I will ask her about this deal in particular as well. And uh, she will probably tell me more about it then and and how it came together. But yes, definitely, this is the kind of deal that that I would want to see more. They're probably not that easy to pull off, even if Brussels would quite like him to be easy to pull off. But yeah, yeah, fantastic deal all around, really. Great. Well, good one to see. And what else has caught your eye for the more news and briefs, uh, Thierry? Well, we have JD.com, which has led a $300 million funding round for China-based cross-border e-commerce platform KK Group at a $3 billion valuation. Citic Securities, CMC Capital Partners, Harvest Fund Management, Hongtai Capital, INS Capital and New Horizon Capital filled out the round according to 36KR which contacted KK Group to verify the deal but has not yet received confirmation. SoftBank's Vision Fund 2 and Eldridge Industries co-led a $235 million funding round for Israel-based image recognition technology provider AnyVision. Undisclosed existing investors also backed the round. Armit Lubovsky, director at SoftBank Investment Advisors, which manages Vision Fund 2, has been appointed to AnyVision's board of directors company produces image recognition systems which leverage AI to identify people through video footage. Outbrain, a US-based online content discovery platform that counts Susquehanna International Group and Gruner and Yar as shareholders, raised $200 million from Baupost Group on Tuesday. The company filed for an IPO offering on the Nasdaq Global Select market late last month. It had been on track to merge with its peer Taboola, in an $850 million deal agreed in October 2019, before those plans were scrapped in September the following year. Hong Kong-based blockchain-powered game publisher Animoca Brands has closed a funding round sized at almost $139 million, having secured $50 million in a second tranche featuring Coinbase, Razer, Samsung and Scopely. The round also included Blue Pool Capital, Gobi Partners, Korea Investment Partners, Liberty City Ventures and Token Bay Capital, and the money was raised at a $1 billion pre-money valuation. The initial $88.9 million close took place in May this year and featured the fintech investment fund run by Hashkey. 
the blockchain-focused fund affiliated with Wan Shang, as well as crypto trading platform developer Huobi, Octava, Kingsway Capital, RIT Capital Partners, AppWorks Fund and LCV Fund. When it came to funds, one more for you here from the university side, Artpark, an India-based non-profit commercialization firm, is launching a $100 million vehicle for robotics companies. Artpark was established last year by the Indian Institute of Science and AI Foundry, with seed funding from the Indian government's Department of Science and Technology and the government of Karnataka. It aims to bring together all ecosystem players, academia, industry, governments and entrepreneurs, to drive AI and robotics technologies that can improve quality of life. Exits? Well, as promised, a lot of SPACs for you this week. Starting with Circle, a US-based blockchain payment developer which agreed to a reverse merger with Concord Acquisition Corporation. The combined business will be valued at $4.5 billion through the deal and will pick up Concord's listing on the New York Stock Exchange, which it acquired in a $276 million IPO in December last year. Circle's existing shareholders will retain approximately 86% of the merged company's shares. Murder is supported by $415 million pipe financing from Fidelity, Marshall Weiss, Adage Capital Management and Third Point, as well as accounts advised by ARK Investment Management. Halogen, the US-based renewable energy technology developer backed by ArcelorMittal and Edison International, agreed to a reverse merger with Athena Technology Acquisition Corporation. The combined business will be valued at $2 billion and will retain Athena's listing on the New York Stock Exchange, taking one Athena raised $250 million in its IPO in March. The deal will include a $165 million pipe transaction backed by XCARB Innovation Fund, the corporate venturing vehicle for ArcelorMittal, as well as an investment bank Morgan Stanley's Counterpoint Global Unit, Salient Partners and Sabre Capital. Sentinel-1, a US-based cybersecurity software provider that counts Qualcomm and Samsung as investors, has closed its IPO at over $1.4 billion. The company issued 35 million shares in an upsized offering on the New York Stock Exchange a week ago, priced at 35 bucks each. The underwriters then bought a further 5.25 million shares. KakaoPay, a South Korea-based mobile payment service provider backed by and Group is raising between 1.6 trillion won and 1.7 trillion won, that's around 1.4 billion US dollars to 1.5 billion dollars, in its initial public offering, which is set to take place on the Korea Exchange on August 12th. It will involve the company issuing 17 million new shares priced at approximately $55.60 to $84.70 each. Formed by internet group Kakao in 2014, Kakao Pay was spun off in April 2017, two months after it received $200 million in funding from Ant Group, which at the time was still known as Ant Financial. Exometry, the US-based manufacturing services marketplace backed by BMW, Robert Bosch and Dell, closed its initial public offering at almost $348 million. The company raised an initial $302 million the week before last when it priced 6.9 million Class A shares at $44 each. Next door, the US-based social network operator that accounts Comcast, Alphabet and Axel Springer as investors agreed a reverse merger with Cosler Ventures Acquisition Corporation 2. The deal will give the company a pro forma equity valuation of approximately $4.3 billion and involves it taking the listing on the Nasdaq capital market acquired by Cosler Ventures Acquisition Corporation 2 in a $400 million IPO in March. 
and transaction will be boosted by a $270 million pipe financing featuring funds and accounts advised by T. Rowe Price. In addition to Baron Capital Group, Dragonier, Cerebin Capital, Ion Asset Management, Tiger Global Management, Hida Sophia, accounts advised by ARK Invest, Nextdoor CEO Sarah Fryer, and affiliates of Cosler Ventures. And Planet Labs, the US-based orbital data provider backed by O'Reilly, agreed to a reverse merger with DMY Technology Group 4. The deal will be supported by $200 million in pipe financing, led by funds and accounts managed by BlackRock, and backed by Cox Strategic Platforms, part of the Chemical and Industrial Group, as well as Google and Time Ventures. The pipe values the company at $2.8 billion post-transaction, and it will inherit the New York Stock Exchange listing taken by DMY Technology Group 4 in a $300 million IPO in March this year. And finally, People. Northern Gridstone, the UK-based investment company co-founded by the University of Leeds, Manchester and Sheffield, has appointed Duncan Johnson as Chief Executive, Jim O'Neill as Chairman and Russell Schofield Bezer as Chief Operating Officer. The three are joined by Alex McPherson and Andrew Graham as independent non-executive directors, and all appointments will be effective September 1st this year. And that is it for this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast. As always, these are only the top headlines from the past week, so do head on over to globalcorporateventuring.com, globaluniversityventuring.com, and globalimpactventuring.com to find everything else. And of course, do check back daily to stay on top of the news as it happens. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if this is your first time listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which we really appreciate because it helps us grow our audience. And don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues as well. Maybe even tweet out the episode or post about it on LinkedIn. Keep an eye out too on Wednesdays for our leadership series where we talk with thought leaders from all over the world to find out more about how they are supporting the innovation ecosystem. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, you can email me at thales at globaluniversityventuring.com. That's T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. You can also tweet us at GCVenturing or GUVenturing. My name is Jerry Hillis. My co-host is Editor-in-Chief James Mawson. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from In-Ear Production. Do check him out on inearproduction.com for all your podcasting needs. Our intro music is by Kevin McLeod under a Creative Commons license. We'll be back with more news next Monday. Have a productive week, everyone. Goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.